Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Dr. Jerry. I'm Dr. Reed. And I'm Sergeant Joe. And today we're going to be talking about a fascinating topic, spring cleaning. Yay! It's my favorite <laughs> time of the year. Yeah. And I think uh, a lot of people have this like guttural, just visceral reaction mm-hmm. to those mm-hmm. words paired together um, because there's a connotation that it's this big burdensome thing and you have to, you know, deep clean your entire domicile and get rid of a bunch of stuff. And hey, maybe that's your bag. Maybe that's what you want to do. But it doesn't have to be this, um, you know, ugly elephant in the room. It's something that you can actually tackle just a little bit pieces at a time. We're going to talk about how to do that. Uh, but also it can make you feel really good. Yeah. Not just yeah. in the yeah. action, but after you're com- you've completed it. You know, some yeah. sensitivity is perhaps warranted here mm-hmm. at the outset. Mm-hmm. I want to acknowledge that uh, it is. This uh, spring cleaning can seem like an onerous task. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here we are. We're just coming out of the winter. And so we're kind of shaking off that hibernation funk. And uh, some of us may actually be... Uh, experiencing some symptoms of depression from, uh, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's a seasonal thing or it has to do with uh, low levels of vitamin D, whatever the case may be. It's a, a condition that affects about 20 to 25 percent of us. And a condition like depression or anxiety can really make uh, uh, even simple cleaning tasks mm-hmm. seem quite onerous. So. I, I'm glad you mentioned that because uh, I was hoping we could talk a little bit about why it is we have this idea of spring cleaning. Like, mm-hmm. why does it have to happen in the spring? And, and I think that there's something to um, turning the corner, getting into a different phase or, or a stage in the year that um, signifies you know, life, new life, rebirth. And with that comes, I guess, a reinvigorating energy to start anew or start um, fresh, just kind of like our arbitrary turn of the new year, you know, New Year's Day, uh, same type of, of concept. Yeah, I know for me, when spring comes around, I get the itch to mm-hmm. purge. Like, I, I feel like we've uh, collected so much as, like, fall happens and Christmas time comes, right, and you, you're getting new gifts and there's, like, old toys and there's just... you got three back-to-back right? holidays. And <laughs> exactly, and then now you're putting away winter clothes, right, mm-hmm. so you have all these jackets that don't fit anymore and so that's really the time that like my kids and I we go through our clothes Mm -hmm. we go through their toys Mm -hmm. Uh, my daughter holds on to everything she has an emotional attachment to everything Mm -hmm. I have an emotional attachment to nothing Mm -hmm. and so spring can be a very high tension time because she already knows like this is my favorite toy mom like and I'm like okay so we're gonna donate it like spring is the beginning of the end yeah right so so my kids are kind of in tune with this like we got to get it i either got to put it somewhere where it belongs or it might end up in the donate and i think that's the challenge when it comes to purging is you're looking at things either from a utilitarian aspect Mm -hmm. or from uh, emotional significance point of view yep and and sometimes we hold on to things that are way past their point of utility Mm -hmm. just because they have that uh, sort of emotional connection yeah like fat for example Um, (laughs) yes well if you weren't gonna say it i was (laughs) so i hold on to fat uh well beyond its uh its utility Uh, i was actually yeah uh, i was remarking to my 
my wife uh, in the kitchen the other day. I set uh, goals with the best of intentions around uh, New Year's, just like I think a lot of people do. But uh, we we come back from a walk uh, on one of the local trails, and I was just saying like, gosh, you know, my body just finally syncs up with my brain right around springtime. You know, mm. as as I'm coming out of uh, hibernation, as it were. Uh, my body is just the energy is picking up and mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm not ready to let go of that fat in, until uh, until the springtime. So and I want you know, that fat or that funk, that that mm-hmm. clutter that kind of builds up in our lives, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, it's stuff laying around the house that has a way of kind of clinging to us as mm-hmm. we go to work and as we move in and out of and traverse relationships with people, whether it's at work or, you know, our romantic relationships or just our social relationships, we kind of have a way of carrying that funk with us into those spaces. And so cleaning up, maybe it's an overhaul or maybe it's just some tidying up can really have an impact on how we present ourselves in, in those spheres. Absolutely. And there, there's a, a biological or I should say neurological reason for this as well. Um, clutter in and of itself can be overwhelming because it's it's a lot of diverse stimuli. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're seeing that regularly, your brain is, is regularly processing that. And it's not unlike when we're really anxious and we're processing a lot of uh, different thoughts and emotions constantly, it can seem stressful and overwhelming. And so when you're dealing that within your proximal environment, it can uh, be overwhelming and stressful too, just sitting there and just being present. Oh yeah, I mean, when you're working a 10, 12 hour shift, right, mm-hmm. and you're going and you're doing that grind and then you go home, which is supposed to be your relaxation mm-hmm. place, and you have laundry on the couch, yeah. or there's dishes in the sink, you know, mm-hmm. or there's just stuff that we never got to. We still have boxes from Christmas, or you know, you, you, can't, you can't decompress, you no. can't relax because your brain is triggering you saying, we have a lot still to do. I am sure that in our listening audience right now, there are people that are having near panic attacks. Listen. Right, yeah, totally. I know I am. <laughs> and they're thinking, all right, Airman Resiliency Team, just come over to my apartment and you yeah. know clean it for me. So that's not actually going to happen. But your friends here, <laughs> right? your friends here at the Art know that sometimes uh, your life uh, and your apartment needs a good deep cleaning. Mm-hmm. But from a practicality standpoint, we also want to acknowledge that there are times when you'll probably settle for the appearance of clean. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, some of those nice uh, carpet lines mm-hmm. <laughs> will, will do you a lot of good. So we've got some actual practical tips to help you in your spring cleaning efforts. Yeah. And not necessarily take all your toys and throw them in the closet so right. that your, your parents will think you cleaned your room. These are, <laughs> <laughs> these are things that actually um, I, I think will do more than give the appearance of clean, but but make you feel a little bit better. Touche. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about pacing ourselves. Okay. Yes. We are, uh, well, I should say we. I'll own this. I'm notorious, uh, especially when I see my teenager kind of lying around on a Saturday and I've got enough... Uh, caffeine in me where I'm, I've got some energy to do something. I want everyone to get up out of bed and just join me right now in a Herculean kind of cleaning yeah. effort. Yeah. And that usually goes over like a lead balloon. <laughs> so um, when we talk about pacing ourselves, we want to recognize that Rome wasn't built in a day. Your house doesn't necessarily need to get cleaned in a day either. You can start small. You can literally start with anything. And, you know, I even, I even recommend um, quitting in the middle of things or maybe taking a break or pausing mm-hmm. in the middle of a project. It leaves a little bit of a hook for you to come back to when you get another burst of energy. Mm-hmm. And then when you quickly complete what you started but took a break from, 
then you have this kind of motivation to, to jump into another task, you know, yeah. if you've got the time to do it. And this is good advice for any large project, mm -hmm. is just to work on a little bit at a time and, and do that with intentionality. You're only going to say, I'm gonna you know, devote 15, 20 minutes to this, and I'm gonna go do something else. Um, that little bit over time accumulates rather than waiting until you have this huge chunk of time, which let's be honest, rarely ever right. comes around. Um, to, to try to accomplish these things. So how you may practically uh, approach this is, I'm just gonna clean this one area. Mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna focus on this one room and that's it. Um, or I'm only gonna clean for 15 minutes and then I'm gonna go do something else. But sometimes we get stuck, don't we? We do get stuck. When we, when we think, God, I've gotta, I've gotta do this all today. It has to happen today. We sort of set ourselves up for failure. Yeah, the goal is is to set yourself up with like SMART, realistic, right? Mm -hmm. We have our little acronym SMART goals. It even applies here for cleaning. If you're not willing to or can't for time to take all the dishes and scrub all the counters and the cabinets mm -hmm. and then put everything away, then don't, don't, don't create such anxiety around a project if you don't have time for it. I don't ever feel like cleaning. So <laughs> I can't wait till I feel like cleaning because it may never Good happen. Yeah. But do I enjoy a clean house? Oh, yes, I All do, right. right? So yep. I started changing up my statements. And instead of like, I don't feel like cleaning today, let's just sit on the couch. Mm -hmm. It's like, I want to feel productive today, so I'm going to go do the dishes. That sounds, so leads me to the, the next point here. We rarely have or, or feel like cleaning, and sometimes yeah. we don't feel like going to the gym, and it's about... Energy. It's about the perceived mm -hmm. energy that we've got to mm -hmm. allocate to those tasks. Um, and I would just say, don't squander that energy. Yeah. Be very careful with it. Guard it um, because uh, it may be a limited quantity. So It is a limited resource. It yeah. is a limited resource. So you don't spend it on things like wiping down the pipes underneath your sink or <laughs> yeah, right. decrumbing your toaster. You know, things that right. just Into are... Every nook and cranny. Absolutely. Yeah. So finding where are you gonna get the most bang for your buck? Mm -hmm. Focus mm -hmm. on the low hanging fruit. If you have more energy after you hit that stuff, perfect. You can, you can move on to the next task or not, take a break. Reward yourself for, for doing something good. Yeah. That's, that's uh, great advice. But I like, um, you, you had an idea or, or you were talking about how you try to involve your kids in this. Mm -hmm. um, almost like make it like a challenge. Yeah. It's like, hey, let's see how much we can clean up in the next five minutes, go. Absolutely. Or, yeah. yep. I have used every Jedi mind trick in the book <laughs> that I know of anyway to get my kids motivated. And, you know, make cleaning a team sport. Yeah. Don't make it drudgery. You can make mm -hmm. it fun. Flip on the radio. You know, listen to some of your, your best music. You know, dance around. Make, make fun of it. Everyone can get involved. And, and, you know, one of the ways that you can sell it to kids is in, in my house, we, we call it the 10-item the shuffle or the 10-item boogie mm -hmm. or something like that. You're just telling the kids, like, hey, go grab the laundry basket you know, put, you know, 10 items of dirty clothes in there, go, you've got 30 seconds to do it or something like that. Or pick up 10 items of trash or put 10 items back where they belong. Hmm. Then they're not saddled with this idea that, oh, we're going to be here forever. It's yeah. just 10. It it's takes just 10 minutes. Right? If it, yeah. You can do that throughout a day. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and then it, you know, it doesn't seem like you're just stuck in this, in this drudgery. So. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, have a, we have a reward system. We do. Oh, okay. So, you know, like, I don't ever com make the kids compete against themselves, but it's like if you two can get your rooms perfect, well, mm -hmm. you know, never perfect, and I don't use the word perfect, but mm -hmm. clean, mm -hmm. right, then X, Y, Z, right? And so there's a reward system built in, and so they know, like... But clean isn't nebulous. Like, you, there are specific tasks yes, associated with that. they know exactly like what that bed, means. put up yes. toys. We reward our kids, right? We have 
sleep hygiene behaviors for our kids. We structure and schedule their days, but then we lose that as adults because freedom? I, I don't understand why, yeah. but we all can still benefit from these things. Yeah. Reward yourself, I think, yeah. is the message there. You, you know, the good feelings that come from cleaning up and getting yourself organized or decluttered, you know, those should be uh, self-sustaining, but for some folks they're not and they need a little external incentives and that's okay. Yeah. Um, I want to talk a little bit about barriers to kind of getting started with this work. I mean, Perfect. sometimes... Because I, I had oof. something to say on this. I mean, <laughs> sometimes what we're looking at, and and it may in actuality not be a massive undertaking that's in front of us, but mm -hmm. gosh, it can feel like that sometimes. Yeah, it sure can. What emotionally can stand in the way for us starting this work? So one of my big barriers is um, th from the utilitarian standpoint, what if, what if someday I need this, mm -hmm. but also, you know, this has some significant memories and, and emotions attached to it. I, and I, I recall those when I see this thing and I want to remember and hold on to these things. Um, but you know what's amazing? When I don't see those things, it's like they never existed in the first mm -hmm. place. It's mm -hmm. like they're gone. And my wife is the exact opposite. She is a purger. Yeah. She, and I almost like, I'm like, you're, you're cold hearted. Like yeah. we had this conversation when two weekends ago we were going through and we we're getting rid of a bunch of stuff. Um, but she didn't have the, this emotional attach, attachment to things, and it made her feel so much better to get rid of things. Mm -hmm. And we settled on a beautiful compromise, which was I could rest easy at night knowing that you know my old clothes, some of my kids' old toys, um, other things I've just not used in forever were, were potentially going to a good home. So we donated them all to one of the you know, many nonprofit um, shelter locations in the area. And we're talking like bags and bags of uh, clothes from, you know, from our whole family, not just me. Um, but that, that took a lot out of me. And you know what? I don't miss it. Yeah. I feel and I feel great having gone oh, gone through and gotten rid of all that stuff. And it was a it was a massive undertaking, but you know what I did? I focused on one drawer at a time. I was yeah. like, okay, right now I'm just gonna go through one drawer, go through all this stuff, done. And I was like, oh that I'm, wasn't that I'm, wasn't that bad. I've got more energy and so I'll, maybe I'll do another, another drawer. And just I'm picturing Jerry standing in his bedroom, like trying to fit on his old Cub Scout uniform. Yeah. And like, <laughs> he's like, it still looks good, right, honey? Guys, my old wrestling singlet from high school. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, coming back to this idea of emotions, did you have a thought? I did. My thought was when you get organized in your life, you get physically organized, mentally organized, emotionally organized, there comes a sense of control. And that can really help decrease the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but change is uncomfortable. It sure just is. By, by the very nature of it. And a lot of times, especially when it comes to spring cleaning, we find that we formed um, emotional attachments to certain objects. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, they're tied up in certain memories, and we feel like in letting go of that object, we're letting go of that emotion or that, that memory and whatever that significance of that thing is to us. And there's always that thought in the back of our mind that, oh, I may need this later, or mm -hmm. I've put so much effort or work into this, I don't want to get rid of it. But what's really refreshing is that once you get rid of that burden, so to speak, you feel so much better. Yeah. And so the, the transient feelings of guilt and shame um, you Ooh. may have to deal with mm -hmm. um, are only temporary. And I'm glad you brought that up, guilt and shame specifically. Sorry, I interrupted. Oh, go one. ahead. Yeah, no, I, I think that that might be a barrier for a lot of people. You know, they may look around their house or their life and assess like, God, it's a shame that I, I didn't do something about this 
earlier, how mm. did I let myself go or how did I let this area of my house go for so long? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it can be a real barrier to change and it may be a barrier to bringing people or resources in that could help uh, bring about the change faster because like, oh God, I don't want anybody else to see this. Yeah, it's definitely hard to open yourself up to that vulnerability of mm -hmm. thinking that maybe they're going to judge you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But I think that's a, exactly what uh, we have to do sometimes is to be willing to be vulnerable and um, reflect uh, that people may not be as judgmental as we think they're going to mm -hmm. be. I think mm -hmm. we are most of the time our own worst critic. And, and um, you know, it's interesting in psychology, sometimes the thing you don't want to do is the thing you need to do the most Absolutely. in order to improve your life. And so I think actually bringing people in to assist you, um, helping you organize or declutter your life um, may be the mo most helpful thing in these circumstances. Absolutely, absolutely. So if you are uh, contemplating some big change, whether that's cleaning up around your house or you're looking at the dark recesses of your mm -hmm. life and you think, ah, I probably could use some tidying up there, you know, uh, just recognize that a lot of feelings could come up as yep. you start that process. And it may be worth the while to enlist uh, the help of a trusted uh, someone else who can help guide you through that process, whether that's a peer, uh, a friend, or uh, even a professional if needed. Sounds great. Right. Thank, thank you for listening to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing. I'm Dr. Jerry. I'm, so, sorry. I'm Sergeant Joe. <laughs> I'm Dr. Reed. And have a great Air Force day. Mm -hmm.